Hey guys, my name's Scott Bowling. I have a YouTube show called Good Company with Bowling. What's up? This is Clint Lowry from Seven Dust. Hey, what's up? This is Sonny Mayo. Hey, Ricky Rackman. And you're watching Good Company with Scott Bowling. I've interviewed bands like Limp Bizkit, Fozzie, Seven Dust, Korn. I've had Chris Farley's brother, Tom Farley, on the show. My show is kind of like a modern-day Wayne's World. If you love a good interview, a good rock interview, or just any kind of interview, please, if you get a chance, check out my show, Good Company. With both. It is your classic metal show. Wow. Yeah, I didn't do that. It just stopped on its own. All right. Well, there we go. That's the short version. Yeah. For some reason that uh that MP3 just cut off. All right. Well, but it we got is, it back. Uh, We're good now. Yeah, but it is uh Iron Maiden the Trooper. And okay. uh, Iron Maiden, I'll tell you what, just the power of one maybe two members of a, of a band certainly made a difference, especially with Iron Maiden. Uh, everybody knows if you followed Iron Maiden, when uh, Bruce Dickinson left the band in the early part of the nineties and then returned, yeah. they, have been, they have been a juggernaut uh, ever since. Yeah. They've been you on know? top of the world since then, man. Yeah. They, they, they have uh, played stadiums for decades now. Uh, mm-hmm. when, when did Bruce come back in 96, 97 or 98? A little Mark? later. I thought it was 2000. I could be wrong on that, that, but that, that late, uh, it was after I met you because you've got us the hookup. So yeah, it might've been yeah. 2000. Let's see. Brave new world. Iron maiden. I mean, that's the, that's the album that they came back on. So that came out in 2000. All right. So Dickinson and Adrian Smith came back in 2000 right and so that's been 22 years and they have just been non-stop you know they they've never uh faltered in their popularity as far as their touring is concerned because every time they tour every year that they tour they only tour big places be it stadiums arenas you know big festivals etc they you you never hear of iron maiden playing a, a theater you know yeah they're just a massive they're just a massive show yeah and with blaze they were playing tiny play i mean i saw them at peabody's yeah that was tiny on the x factor they played the little room at peabody's the old peabody's what'd that place hold 250 people it was just a closet yeah dude that is so wild you took a drink and your camera went all fucking wonky (laughs) oh get it yeah, when you took a drink, your camera just like it? it. It just now it's not doing it, but it did that time. It, it oh. when you the first time, it, your camera like went up and down. And <laughs> oh, yeah, because oh, it follows the hand. Well, it just follows any any movement motion. Yeah, right. 
get up, you fuck. Well, it's supposed to read your hand sign. I guess it's not going to do it that time, but yeah, whatever. Anyway, it's a it's an interesting new yeah, toy. It's a new toy, yeah, I exactly. Like, I, I like it. It it work. It, it's pretty cool though. Yeah, it's a new toy. I mean, it it um it's got the sensor sensors on it, and when right. you move it around, it it automatically adjusts for everything. Sure. Except for now. <laughs> Except for now, now that you yeah, want it to. <laughs> I guess. Well, anyway, the reason I brought up Iron Maiden was uh, there's now an Iron Maiden train. Train? They have a train. All right. So uh, they've got uh, they've got a train with the big Iron Maiden logo on the side uh, wrap on it. Jeez. Crane 666 is apparently running... From Stockholm to Gothenburg, days after Iron Maiden played Sweden. Okay. Iron Maiden just didn't do half measures, do they? Having spent years flying around the world on various versions of their own plane, Ed Force One, the heavy metal legends have seemingly been given an awesome addition to their vehicular collection in the shape Ooh. of their very own train. Oh, good. To that. celebrate Maiden's much-anticipated arrival in Gothenburg on July 22nd as part of the Legacy of the Beast Tour, Swedish train operator MTRX put on a special train service for Maiden fans that ran from Stockholm to Gothenburg on the day of the show. Labeled Train 666, the train was specially dolled up with a uh, 74... Seven four zero zero model decked out in Iron Maiden regalia and filled with limited edition Iron Maiden merchandise Ooh. for two hundred forty four lucky passengers. What that cost to ride three thousand dollars? <laughs> the train was apparently a joint venture between MTRX and Warner Music. Okay, Sweden has always been important to Maiden, so we thought. Uh, they deserved us to go an extra 110%. Yep, there it is. The big old Iron Maiden train. There it is. Look at that. Uh, we thought we'd go an extra 110%, and we wanted to put on an experience and event for their fans. Um, in a video released by SVT, the whole band flew in early. Steve's playing football the day before the show, and as often does when he's in Sweden, Nico is probably playing golf, so there's just this special connection. They love right. Sweden, and they know that the fans are really uh, special over here. Mm. Most, okay. brilliant, most brilliantly of all, according to the Swedish uh, train spotting channel on YouTube, the service has continued to run with its Iron Maiden makeover still very much intact. Okay. Look at that. Look at that. There the you go. Power. Train 666. Yeah, look at that. They got headrests. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know that I would pay extra to ride it, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> Look at that. The Iron Maiden fans. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yep. Check out some photos of the train 666 courtesy of Iron Maiden's official Instagram below and watch some footage of the train in action days after the gig by way of video just below that. Iron Maiden continued the Legacy of the Beast tour across Europe this month before hitting the U.S., Canada, Mexico, and South America. Now, are those states or are those countries or continents or hats? They're hats. They're okay. hats. Mm -hmm. So they'll be hitting a hat near you. That's right. 
Yeah, dude, Maiden is so fucking huge now. It's crazy. They they just announced they announced um Vakken is this weekend. And um and they announced um on the Saturday of Vakken every year, they announced the head the like the bands they've already booked for for next year. Iron Maiden already headlining next year. Yeah. Next year. A year from today. Gotta gotta plan in advance. Well, I guess they are. I guess a year from today, that train will be full of people going to Vakken. Yeah. Well, Where's this are. train? It's in Britain? It's in Sweden. Sweden? Okay. Yeah. So if they, they make a little pit stop at the Sweden Rock Festival, they'll, they'll take the train. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Well, good for them. Yeah, riding the Iron Maiden train. You know what? I got nothing bad to say about Iron Maiden. I mean... They stayed to their guns pretty much the entire time. They really haven't done anything that's even to blaze stuff. I mean, is still sort of on par with what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't do a eye to eye type of a record or anything like that. Yeah. You know, they've stayed true to what they do. So can't, can't really argue that they've been true to it. They never sold out, even though they never had hits and they're fucking the arguably one of the top what five biggest bands touring bands in the world. Yeah. You got Metallica. Metallica. And then who, as far as metal goes, Iron Maiden, ACDC. Yeah. ACDC. And then Iron Maiden, probably How about guns and roses. (sighs) Boy, they've been, they may be, they they only play the big stadiums. Yeah. They're, they're probably bigger, but, not by much. Mm-mm. I mean, our Iron Maiden's a juggernaut. They are. Good wait, for wait, them. So what do you think happened to Judas Priest? Judas Priest was right on par with Iron Maiden at one point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was fans of Priest and Maiden often, you know, ran neck to neck. Sure. Maiden, what happened to him that, that Maiden became huge and Priest didn't? Yeah, well, Priest actually fell in yeah. their in their profile i mean because they play theaters now you know mm-hmm. they, well. they, were, they were playing you know arenas and things like that when uh rob came back but they didn't continue that trajectory they just more or less diminished because they did nostradamus <laughs> honestly <laughs> i mean when they did angel retribution they were they were a pretty big band yeah they were they were playing big bigger arenas type things and, and yeah. now they now they play theaters. Yeah, and I mean, but they shit the bed with Nostradamus. It cost them a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. And they tried to do and again, this isn't even if you like Nostradamus or you hate it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not shitting on the album this time. I'm just saying universally that album killed them. That album absolutely killed them. And they couldn't get back. I mean, look at what they tried to do to come back after it, though. They remember they tried to do the the British Steel in its entirety. Mm-hmm. That's what followed Nostradamus, if my math is right, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and people were already out. Too many people were gone because Nostradamus was a bag of shit for them. You know, people didn't like it, and people said, "Damn, nah, I'm done with Judas Priest." And Judas Priest always had a, a big, wider, diverse sound too that's another thing you know judas priest has a lot of different sounds and waves of of music for them they have their 
classic rock sound and then they have their metallic sound and then they have their 80s metal sound and now they have kind of like the the classic sound mm-hmm. you know now they're just trying to sound like classic judas priest right and it's good again it's good but i mean dude you can pick a bad iron maiden album and it still sounds like iron maiden mm-hmm. true <laughs> you know final frontier was not a great record but it still sounds like Iron Maiden. I mean, you know, you, you know, it's Maiden. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to worry. Oh, this is something different. This is yeah. n- there's none of that. It's a big galloping thing with Dickens and screaming over top of it. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is I would imagine, as far as the the uh, band Maiden is concerned, and this more has to do with the character of Bruce Dickinson. Yeah, is the fact that Maiden is the juggernaut that they are today because Bruce returned to the band. I agree. Absolutely. So, agree with so, that. so for Bruce not to have that attitude is like, well, if it wasn't for me, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think he does. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's that, but I don't think Halford has that either. Not really. Well, I, I don't think so either. But what I'm trying to say is that it would be very easy for, a Bruce Dickinson to have that attitude. Yeah. And it would destroy the band. But mm-hmm. but even though he is the one of the major reasons why Maiden is the juggernaut that they are, it, it would be, you know, it would be very easy for him to have that ego about him. But he doesn't. Yeah. I think another thing too is the core never left Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. The core was always Steve Harris. You know, it, it always was Steve Harris mm-hmm. from, from minute one. It was, it was Harris and he's never left. So it's always had that thread, the main songwriter that, that kept the band through, you know, however many, what, four singers, three singers, four, three, Diano, Blaze, and Dickinson, mm-hmm. yeah, three singers, mm-hmm. but it always had the, the songwriter and Judas Priest, you've had albums with Tipton on, on them, albums without Tipton, albums without Halford, albums without Dave Holland, albums without um, Scott Travis. You know, you've had all these di- Les Binks albums. You know, you, you've had all these different lineups, too. And I think that hurts it. It changes the sound a little bit. Richie Faulkner. And what about Scorpions? They're not as big. I don't know. They they always They're play arena. They always play arenas, though. They didn't. You don't yeah. see you don't see scorpions playing in a theater. They're not playing ten fifteen thousand seats. Oh, that's oh, absolutely no. Are they? they? No. They're, they're, I thought they played the last time they played here. I thought they played at, at Nautica. I don't know about there, but but anytime I've seen scorpions in the last. 15 years, they always play uh, like an arena. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I and they've, had, they've had plenty of member changes. The only one that, you know, obviously the only two that remain is is Klaus and, and um, Schenker. Rudy, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they've had their downtime too. They, they have, but my point is, is that even this late in their career, Mm-hmm. 
they're still a big act still in the bigger places that you yeah they've never degraded to a a theater size no scorpions always too had and not that judas priest or maiden didn't maiden definitely has this judas priest i don't think had this as much although they are wildly huge around the world scorpions and iron maiden are absolute legends worldwide yeah and I think that helps Scorpions. Mm-hmm. You know, Scorpions could still fucking play 60,000 p- seats in Russia just playing Winds of Change. Exactly. So, you know, they have that international, they have almost like a Bono U2 thing going for mm-hmm. them. Yep. You know, that they're the the international international healers or whatever. Yeah. They came in a time of glass notes. Yeah. Speaking of them, did you, um, I actually had this down as a, as a news story. Did you happen to see that, um, their tour got fucked up because, um, Coverdale um, pulled out. Yeah. Coverdale pulling out of the tour because he has respiratory infection. I ain't buying that at all. I'm saying his voice is so shot. He can't perform anymore. That's I'm it. saying he has COVID. You think that's what it is? Yes. Long-term COVID. Yeah, how can he have respiratory infection that started three weeks ago mm-hmm. and is still going to be going on three weeks from now? Yeah, well, the but- tour dates start on August twenty first. He's got fucking COVID. He just doesn't want to admit it. Well, either that or or his voice is just shot. Well, that he, then you wouldn't have had the last ten years of tours. You no, know, but I mean, his voice is like really shot. I mean, yeah. like on. Gone. It could gone. be. Could be. Yeah, he has not been good for a while. But well, I think they, he just has when, COVID. when did they cancel that that those shows uh, months ago? Yeah, it was like a month and a half ago. They canceled yeah, so, out on on Europe. Yeah, but but that was he was having vocal issues then, and I I just think his voice is just shot. That's maybe. That's, I think that's they're, what it is. I don't think there's any recovery. I think he's I think he's beyond damaged. They're blaming it on persistent upper rep- respiratory infection, i.e., vocal cords are shot, <laughs> yeah. or i.e., lungs are full of shit from fucking COVID. Mm. Same as my lungs were. Lungs are shit from COVID. Yeah, you know, two old guys in the band, and both of them got fucking sick. Yeah, Coverdale and Tommy Aldridge. Right. Yeah, they're in their seventies. Yeah, and, and both of them were sick enough that they missed shows or, or canceled tours. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm surprised they're not carrying on with Dino Jalusic just singing the songs. He sounds just like him. Yeah, he does. Why not at this point? Make a little money. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but Scorps are still going to do their tour. Yeah. Them and our old friends in Thunder Mother. Remember them? Yeah. We interviewed them what a long time ago. Yeah, they're they're still around. They're on tour with the Scorpions. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, wow. Scorpions, and it was supposed to be Scorpions, White Snake, and Thunder Mother. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I sent you over a short video. All right, give me a sec here. Um, apparently, Slash. The one of the most dangerous guitarists in the world is now selling out the corporate interests. <laughs> I saw this commercial and it really bugged me. I, 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 I'm well aware of this commercial here. Yes. And this sucks. Well, slash. Get it? 
but man, you know, the thing is, is does he need the money after this, the last five years of touring under the not in this lifetime tour? Mm, depends yeah. on how much fucking Perla took off him. Uh, well, she, that was over before the, the reunion though. So I don't think she got the re any of the reunion money. Yeah, might've, might've been some, you know, how lawyers are they fucking, they resue. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Talk about Anthony Cumia. Yeah. They, they he, end he up suing. Talked about, he talked about that, uh, about his, his ex-wife signing mm -hmm. the checks under protest. Yeah. So she could go back for more if she needed to. Yeah, that's what I mean. They re, they definitely resue. Oh, you're making more? Well, she needs more. Yeah. She deserves more. Yeah, she deserves more. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. She doesn't deserve shit. Mm -mm. What did she do? Right, um, up. He may have paid his dues with rock legends, Guns N' Roses, but guitarist Slash remains humble. So humble, in fact, that he's been spotted playing the iconic riff of sweet child of mine while auditioning for a teenage rock band. Okay. It's not an actual audition, but rather a new commercial for finance company, capital one, but the top hatted uh, shredder, the appetite for destruction cut as if let's see, but the top hatted one. Oh, the top hatted one. This yeah. When people write like this, yeah. but the top hatted one, shreds the appetite for destruction cut as if his role in the fresh faced rock outfit really does depend on it yeah for the man who penned some of the most classic rock riffs in history on 1987's appetite for destruction slash revealed earlier this week that he never owned a copy of the album himself mm, wow hello don dockin how are you <laughs> I mean, you make a record, you go through this whole process of creating the music and working on it with the guys and developing it. Then you go into the studio and you record it. Then you go in and you mix it. And then the final press is mastered. And once that's done and it's off to release, you move on. It's like you've gone through everything you need to do in that material. And the only thing you have to look forward to at that point is going out and performing it. Over the decades in his career, Slash remains one of the most active guitarists in the scene. Aside from his involvement with the latest Capital One commercial, he has enjoyed a busy 2022 touring extensively with Guns N' Roses and launching the fourth full length of his solo side project with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. Mm -hmm. He's got a he's got a new one out. Yeah, it's out. It's been out for a little while. It's okay. okay. It's not great. It's okay. All right, the album Slash told Total Guitar back in March was recorded in only five days. It was like it was a meeting of minds, he said. We went to Nashville, set the gear up, and just started playing. We did two songs a day over the course of five days, and that was basically the whole record, sans the overdubs and background vocals. We used wedges as monitors, and it was like playing in a club. Miles was in the booth right next to us, but I could actually see him, and he was just singing along. There would yep. be two, three takes and that was it. I think Miles thought I can always go back and redo this or that. But then he was in the first, he was the first one to test positive for COVID. The vocals were great. So there was no need to go back and redo them. There you go. So, yeah. so, so what are, what are your thoughts? I know you're a Miles Kennedy fan and all that. Mm -hmm. 
what are your thoughts on these quick take albums where they just bang them, bang them out and you know, they don't really labor over them too much. I don't like this one at all. I mean, it, it, let me take that back. It's okay. I mean, there's no, it's not bad, but it, it feels it. It feels rushed. It just feels, it feels like a jam session. It doesn't feel like an album. It feels like, feels like you caught a gig of songs you didn't know. Okay. That's really what it feels like. It's, it's, I, I, I didn't like it. It's, it's funny. Me and John talked about this on the phone at some point for hours and he loved it. He was like, this is the way they all should be. I was like, Ooh. it just sounded flat to me. You know, I, I like the big sound that they always catch. And they didn't catch that on this. It, it, it just, just didn't have the big dynamics of a, no. of a big, big production. No, it sounded like they got together in a room and banged it out. Mm-hmm. It sounded like exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you've been in a rehearsal studio. I have. It's, it's never, it's never as good as what, even when you hear them recording it, it doesn't sound as good as the final product. Oh, I mean, I mean, if you, you know, to, to talk about the forthcoming Doc and release, which you and I both have heard the roughs and yeah. then we heard the final mm-hmm. two way different things. Oh yeah. I mean, the roughs are just what it is. It's the banging out the, the songs in the studio. And then the final, the final mix, it's yeah. big, big sound. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a huge difference. I, I don't like when bands do this to me. It's like, ah, oh, we only got a couple days. Let's, let's knock it out. Yeah. Like, eh, nah. You can't commit to it, then don't do it. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it's like, why why put out something that's subpar when maybe there might be some real gems in there that yeah. if they're mixed correctly and they're mastered correctly, they, mm-hmm. they might be, you know, they could potentially be something big. Yeah, I mean, you know me and Slash. I'm a huge fan. Sure. And I've, I've only listened to this album maybe three, four times. Mm-hmm. And it just like, out. I'll wait for the new Alter Bridge. Okay. So, now, now, are they still active? Oh yeah, they just put out a single um last week, week before. Okay, put out a put out a single, and they're getting ready to release an album. I think next month. I think it's September. So yeah, I'm sure I'll be talking to Miles again. You know when the when that interview cycle comes because I just talked to Tremonti. I don't know three months ago, so I'll probably talk to Miles. I'd imagine. Yet again, for the 400th time. <laughs> I know you're a big uh, Miles fan, but I am. I, I still wish Scott Stapp would come back. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Let me take you higher. <laughs> With arms wide open. Exactly. Uh, yuck. Yeah. No, thank you. Not a fan. No. All right. Well, I have not seen this commercial, so let's mm. let's take a look at this here. Capital One. Now, in your mind, mm-hmm. is this a sellout thing? Big time. Big time. Big time. Big sellout. time. All right. Hell yeah. But you have you, you lost respect for Slash for doing this? Yeah. I mean, whatever, dude. At, at this point, I don't care. I don't care what any of them do. They're all fucking whoring their money. They're if they're not whoring it this way. Then they're just selling it outright for fucking some other company to whore it. Okay. You know, I mean, honestly, if 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 Slash doesn't do this, then he sells his whole catalog for three hundred million to <laughs> to somebody. 
Right. And then, and then they whore it. Right. So at least he's involved, I guess. Sure. I guess. It's like Steven, Steven just did one too. What was the one Steven did? Steven Piercy. Oh, you're the, the, uh, the Geico commercial. Not the, not the one that we've seen before. There's a new one. It's, it's him for some fucking dollar, like awful payday loan thing. Oh, like dollar loan store. Yeah. Oh, that's Chuck Brennan. If that's the same one, I yeah, haven't seen it, that it, one it, Oh yeah. He did a, he did a commercial for that yeah. too. Oh, right. A Zamboni. Can you all I'll right. find well, it after we play this? Yeah, one. Yeah, I, I wasn't aware of that, but oh, yeah, yeah. I see that I want to see that too. Steven's horning himself out too. Well, but see, this isn't the first time slash did a commercial. Wasn't he in a commercial where that kid went to, uh, was at the guitar store and he, uh, his dad was going to buy him a guitar and he took it off his neck and he started slamming it on the ground, like bashing it, like, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and slash, slash was in the guitar store and he kind of like jumped back like, Whoa, shit. Yeah. What, what, what was that for? Probably guitar center or Dean or somebody yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll watch capital one and I'll find the, the Piercy on the Zamboni. I had no idea. All right, go All ahead. Right. All right, here we go. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. <laughs> Even easier than this. Stop. You're in. Oh, cool. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and his uh, riff didn't sound even that good in the commercial. No. No, not good. <laughs> it's right. He's just like, eh, whatever. He probably said, I'll show up for 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, Capital One is a huge financial institution, so I'm sure they paid out the ass for that. Oh, I'm positive they paid him well. There's no there's no question about that. Stephen Piercy. All right. I gotta find the actual commercial. Where's the commercial? Stephen Piercy commercial. Um is it not on YouTube? Come on. What are those loan? What's that loan company called? A uh, dollar loan store. Um, all I got is, is this it? Oh, this is some dick talking about it. All right. This is just some dick talking about it. It's not out here. Hmm. Wait a minute. Dollar loan center. Are you shitting me that this commercial's not out here? Stephen Piercy, Dollar Loan Store. Blabber, I'll get it from Blabber, I guess. Oh, no, they took it down. Yeah, all the videos are marked private. I guess I can't show you that one right now. All right. But Stephen definitely did it. I mean, he definitely... I'll put this on the screen so that you can see I'm not making this shit up. But oh, I believe you. I just I just wasn't aware of it. I mean, here he is. There's a screenshot from the commercial with him riding the Zamboni. 
Yeah, dollar dollar loan. I think that's Chuck Brennan's place. The guy who owned that uh, the 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 uh, rock and roll pond place. Yeah, even in the commercial, I watched the commercial, and even in the commercial, it was like, ooh, I wouldn't take that loan. They're like, the commercial says, "Eh, take $1,000, just pay back $30 a day. Mm -hmm. I was like, whew, $30 a day. Yeah, well, it's what those, that's what they call predatory lending. Yeah. In the 80s, they called that the mob. (laughs) Well, this is legal. That's the whole thing. It's it's in some uh, states that, and I think Ohio outlawed it as well as South Dakota, which is why Chuck Brennan closed down that rock and roll pond. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Chuck, Chuck Brennan. Brennan. Yeah, Chuck Brennan. See, I knew that was yeah. that was it. Yep. Well, he hired Stephen. Well, that that makes sense. I'll keep an eye out for that video. If All it right. pops back up, I'll grab it before they can down take it down again. But <laughs> yeah, these guys are all whoring themselves out. Uh, I'm surprised Stephen hasn't sold the rat catalog at this point. No, because he doesn't solely own it. No, but he could sell his piece. He could sell his rights. Well, he could. It would be significant. I would imagine. I, I sent you over a couple more Slash commercials that he was in. All right, let's see. Do, 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 mail. Slash. Do, 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 do. So, I, you know, these guys just you know, making a couple of bucks, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they got to do what they got to do, I guess, but geez, oh man, might as well get, this is the one I was talking about where the father takes his son in to get a, get a guitar. Right. So this is 1990s. Let's check, let's check this out. Your first amp, $200. Your first strap, $30. Your first guitar, $450. $450. What if I try? Rock and roll. Priceless. There are some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's MasterCard. Except that everywhere music is. So that's all Slash did in that commercial? It just yeah, it was a cameo. Wow, that's a real cameo. He's not even in a commercial. A second. Yeah. Wow. All right, well, good for him. Made big bank on that, I'm sure. Yep. Then there's, then there's the other one there. Yeah, this fucking idiot. Did, did it for Guitar Center, I believe. Yeah. Let's see what we got here. Opera, Guitar Center. Here we go. Guitar Center's Memorial Day weekend sale is absolutely gigantic. Four days of gargantuan store-wide savings. Plug in the colossal price cuts on closeouts, demos, open box items, and brand new gear. Like this BC Rich Electric List 320, now only $99. Or this Yamaha Digital Recorder List 499, now just 79 bucks. This Yamaha Acoustic was 349, now just 99. Or 10 pairs of sticks, just nine bucks. Plus, pick up your copy of Slash's new solo album. Hurry, Guitar Center's giant savings end Monday night. Guitar Center, in-store or online. I just want to punch that guy that read that. (laughs) Get a set of sticks for $3.99. He's the big voice guy. Big voice guy. 
Mm-hmm. Get Slash's new release. It is out on Memorial Day. Get it now. Buy it, buy it, buy it while supplies last. <laughs> Jeez. Just horrible. Well, good yeah. for Slash. Always making a little side jack. Yeah, look at that. All that money oh. goes to Perla. <laughs> you think she's still getting some of his current money? I do. You do? I do. Absolutely, I do. I, I was under the impression the reason he probably made amends with Axel and got back together was because of the whole Perla divorce. He needed to get some cash. Yeah, but you know how these lawyers work. Uh. I could see a lawyer say, well, we didn't know he was going to make this much money. He made uh. it because of the position Perla put him in. Right, of course. That's how he made that money. It was because of the position Perla put him in with her fucking nurturing. Or some lie like that. Right. <laughs> well, since we're talking rock and roll, man. Yeah. The king of rock and roll. Who was who? Um, Slash. <laughs> um, I don't know if you do. Are we taking this by human being rules or the, the no, rock the, roll? Well, who was, who was dubbed the king of rock and roll? Uh, Chick. No. Madonna. No. Of course, the mighty king, Elvis. Of course, Elvis. Well, apparently you can purchase some of Elvis's uh, merchandise, some of his personal stuff, because talk about wives capitalizing on their husband's success. Boy. Priscilla Presley is putting up for sale some of Elvis's stuff. Yeah. Not shocking at this point. She's already made her billion off of him. Might as well sell it off now. Sure. A collection of jewelry that Elvis Presley gave to his manager, Colonel Tom Parker, is going up for auction August 27th with the backing of his ex-wife, Priscilla. Okay. 200 items, including gold rings encrusted with jewels, cufflinks, watches, and chains have been Brought together by the GWS auctions, also included is the V2 guitar played by Presley during his famous comeback TV special in 1968, mm-hmm. listed at, how much do you think that guitar is worth? 200 grand. You couldn't even buy a string. No shit, really? A million? Close. More? 750,000. God damn. <laughs> wow uh listed at seven hundred fifty thousand. the tcb i.e taking care of business t- stood for taking care of business a, a favorite expression of presley's which uh, bachman termer overdrive um uh, clomped onto right sure why wouldn't they <laughs> uh presley's 9.81 carat to weight diamond first TCB ring is also listed for a minimal bid of um well god now after you said the guitar was nine or seven or fifty thousand this is a ring a 9.81 carat diamond taking care of business ring three million dollars well no not quite that high I don't know. I know nothing about diamonds. Um, Five hundred thousand. That's five hundred. Mere bag of shells. That's a minimum bid. So his his guitar is 
$250,000 more than the ring. And it will go for a million. Mm-hmm. It's an auction. It will go for a million. His 18 karat lion ring, which he wore in his documentary Elvis. That's the way it is, is for sale too, for a minimum of 380,426. I think you got it wrong there, Bob Barker. Damn it. For a paltry 25,000. Ouch. Jeez. That's not even worth bidding on. (laughs) Other accessories, including watches, rings, and necklaces are mostly listed between a thousand to $10,000. Okay. The King's Heartbreak Hotel original lyrics board is also for sale for a minimum bid of. Now, what is that again? It is the King's Heartbreak Hotel original lyrics board. I would imagine where he wrote, wrote the lyrics down. All Which right. Is what I'm surprised would be for sale. I would think that would be like going to the Rock Hall of Fame or something for one of their displays or something yeah you would think yeah but they got all those fucking fat elvis suits in there that's all they need that fucking shithole of a building um wow what's a piece of paper worth with the heartbreak hotel lyrics um big big song um 200 grand Mm, you can buy it for a paltry fifty thousand. that's it for elvis that's a minimum minimal bid is 50 right. grand. Wow. Other I items have to take a mortgage on my house and get me some Elvis memorabilia. <laughs> Other items in the auction, the King's Speedway racing jumpsuit listed for a minimum amount of I'm going to go with my with my standby 200 grand. No. A tenth of that. 20 grand for a suit? 20,000 for a race jumpsuit. But more for a for a fucking scribble. 50,000 for that. This guy put his sweaty balls in this thing. <laughs> that That's not like worth something. <laughs> you would think. Jeez. His 1976 Harley Davidson FLH 1200 electric glide is one for minimum bit of. All right. No, it's a Harley. It's a Harley. I mean, just fucking Joe Smith selling a Harley's 15 grand. $65,000. A little higher. 80. Higher. 100. 100,000. 100,000. All right. That now see that that bid actually makes a little sense. Okay. His 1973 Lincoln Continental last Ooh. limo for the amount of That's got to be a million. Come on. You'd be really surprised. You could buy two of these limos for one Harley. What? How much is the limo? 50,000. Dude, those things are iconic. That's what they're saying. I'd actually like to have that. 1973 Lincoln Continental. Yeah, I'd like to have that. I could use it for lift driving. And this, this thing fell into disrepair for a while. And they, it ran the, the, the place where this thing was parked. They, they wanted it moved out of there because of. He was just sitting there gathering dust, I guess. Okay. His, his personally owned Jetstar jet purchased for his father. So it's a jet? A jet. Jetstar jet. But it doesn't work? I don't know. I, 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 you know, I'm sure it's 
maybe a 60s, maybe early boy. 70s something. So it's a Buddy Holly killer. It could be. Oh, boy. Um, 350000 You could buy three of them for that. Really? A hundred grand for a plane? Yeah, for a hundred thousand for a jet star jet. Dude, if the thing flies at all, it's worth that. I mean, shit, you can't get a fucking flying plane for that kind of money, can you? I don't I don't think so. I mean, you can't get one of those helicopters that comes in a box for that money. Mm-hmm. Wow. Many of the jewelry pieces were provided by Presley's former wife, Priscilla Presley, although she doesn't own them. Okay. So in other words, somebody said, yeah, we can get more money if we get Priscilla on board. We'll give her a cut. Yeah, we'll give her a cut if she comes out there and stands by them and goes. Yeah. Hmm? Or puts her name on the auction. This yeah. is the Priscilla Presley auction of right. blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, I see that. The lost collection's total estimation as well as its owner's identity remains unknown. Um, it is unclear how the items were found. I don't, okay. I don't think that they were lost. Just somebody oh. put them away for to have them. Yeah, for a little while. Uh, well, it brings back memories for sure, she told Reuters, adding it was a running joke between she and her former husband that he constantly bought or commissioned jewelry uh, for Parker, which included golden pendants, tie bars, bracelets, because the manager already had everything he needed and Presley didn't know what else to buy him. Mm, she just bought him a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, here, here's something very special. I had this made for you. And that Tom, Colonel Tom couldn't have given a fuck. He's like, just get out there and sing. Yeah. That's all you need to do. I get 80% of your check anyway. Get out there and fucking sing, fatso. That's right. Now get out there and make me some goddamn money. Yeah. Get out there, chubby. <laughs> Priscilla, Priscilla Presley <laughs> said she felt pro, uh, protected above the items because she designed some of them, including the artifacts with the logo for TCB band. The musicians who formed the core rhythm section of Presley's backing band in his later years. He, okay. She also said she supported the auction in part because she was weary of seeing so many of fake Elvis artifacts for sale. Right. Uh, there's so much product out there that it's not authentic at all. And that worries me. Why does it Ooh. worry her? What does she care? She's worth a billion dollars. What I'm saying, why, why, why are you worried about this? Well, you know, I got to protect the fans. Really? Yeah. I want to know for sure that this is going to go to someone who's going to care for it and love it. See? It remains unclear whether the auction is privately held or open to the public. The event will be held in Los Angeles at the Sunset Marquee Hotel starting at 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Pacific time. Oh, wow, that's late. It's a nighttime auction. I guess so. Uh, Priscilla was married to Elvis from 1967 until 1973 when the couple filed for divorce. Damn. The pair had met in West Germany while Elvis was serving in the U.S. Army in 1959. Her stepfather, U.S. Air Force Officer Paul Boulay. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. traded her for a bag of beans. <laughs> Was also stationed there. The two reportedly met when the king was 24 and Priscilla was only 14. Pedophile! Pedophile! She just traded him out here. Yeah. 
give me a new, give me a credit in your new movie, Elvis, and you can fuck my fourteen-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, good on him. I mean, good on her. Yeah. Throwing that underage pussy around made her a billionaire. <laughs> Pretty much. It did. Well, that goes back to the the second segment of the show tonight. Yeah. That pussy has some power. Yeah. There's money in that pussy. Yeah. She did something a little off base. She made a billion. Mm-hmm. Today oh, he'd be God. in jail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so would Jerry Lee Lewis, right? Of course. So would all of them. Mm-hmm. So would Jimmy Page. So would everybody in the eighties. Yeah, of course. Every single, I, not universally, but I have a strong hunch that everybody that had success in the eighties <laughs> fucked themselves a 14 or 15 year old. I mean, you've been around those bands. Yeah. You've seen the irresponsibility of those bands. Sure. Get fucked up and somebody says, hey, I'll suck your dick on the back of the bus. Okay, come on on. Have you ever been on a bus where you saw them checking IDs? No, of course not. I have never been either. Please. All these guys, <laughs> every one of them fucked themselves a 15-year-old at some point. Right. Allegedly. Right. So. All right, I have one story if you unless you have something. No, I have nothing more. I just wanted to see what Priscilla is worth. All right, uh, she's got to be worth a bunch. According to the interwebs. Yeah, got to be a zillion dollars. Let's see here what's her worth. She's a she, she's listed as a businesswoman. Oh, yeah, she sure is. The business yeah, of Elvis. Yeah, she was taking care of business. Yeah. Uh what is her worth? Her what's her net worth in 2022? Um, Priscilla Presley, who is 77. Mm, old granny. Her estimated net worth is $50 million. That's it? That's what it says. I thought that Grace, well, maybe Graceland is worth. Hasn't Graceland produced a billion dollars of business yeah, since? Divorce from Presley in 73, though. Yeah, that's true. Somebody's, somebody's worth that money. Well, the, the Presley estate. Is that the daughter? Lisa Marie. Well, I'm sure Lisa gets a piece of that. Yeah. Well, she should after fucking Michael Jackson. She deserves something. Yeah. Like she fucked Michael Jackson, please. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, please. Michael, <laughs> Jackson, Michael Jackson had had a adverse reaction to pussy. You think so? Me? Oh, please. <laughs> Unless it was four. <laughs> and allegedly. Male. And male. <laughs> and male. <laughs> and male young peepee yeah exactly mm -hmm. just ask little, Corey feldman little hairless little hairless peepee for you mm -hmm. Yeesh, what a sick fuck but, and speaking of sick fucks yes so um i wanted to bring this guy back uh we loved him the first time we met him okay uh the first time we met him he was obsessed obsessed with the birds on the docket album. Oh, of course I'm, I'm talking about sack blabbeth. Remember sack blabbeth. Yes, I do. Sack blabbeth is back. This is brand, brand new sack blabbeth from like a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. The guy in his basement. Yeah. Yeah. I love this video so much. It's only five minutes long, <laughs> right. but I laughed and laughed and laughed because he's, he's cutting edge. Hilarious. Was he sitting on that filthy sofa with all the shit piled up you'll on the see. back? You'll see. All right. 
here's the here's the the backstory here. It's pretty simple. Sack Blabbeth went shopping, and he found some music. All right, and that's all I need to tell you because that's all. Right. all we'll stop this along the way, and we can comment on Sack Blabbeth goes shopping. Ready? All right. All right. Here we go. Sack Blabbeth. And I got a bunch of CDs here, which I've listened to. And uh, some I bought for a dollar. And they're heavy metal CDs. Some of them are hard rock. That, that lack of dental work is just is just <laughs> horrifying. I I am uh, I, I've taken the day off on Monday because yeah. just because of a dental appointment, just to get my teethuses cleaned. Right. But this is just cringy. <laughs> hey, Kill Caller, you're on the air. Hello? Well, guess nobody no, there. Go ahead. Another great caller tonight, man. They've been yeah. fantastic tonight. All right. Here's some more sack blabbeth for oh, you. Boy, those teeth. Oof. He, he's good. <laughs> he's good. Don't make mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. Got a lot to say. Yeah. Okay, we're starting off here. This is not really hard, Rob. It's uh, Kiss My Double Asterisk. <laughs> uh, kiss my ass, really, y'all. <laughs> kiss my double asterisk? That's right. <laughs> is that really the name? Was Did they just make it so it was purchaser friendly? I think that's what they might have done. I like him. He's got spunk. Yes, he does. <laughs> Here's some more sack blabbeth. All right. Go. Basically, a uh, bunch of people doing kiss song. Lenny Kravitz with Deuce. That sound like Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is this? Lenny Kravitz was doing as an. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I love Sack Blabbeth, man. Is he, is he shirtless? I think so, yeah. <laughs> it's hot in that room. I guess. It's hot in that cell. Yeah. All right, here we that's go. A, that's a perfect stopping place. He's got this tongue like, like he's licking a booger out of his nose or something. Yuck. All right, here's here comes Sack Blabbeth. All right. I thought Hard Luck Woman's okay. Anthrax, she is okay. Uh, Christine's okay. Now, rock and roll all night, but uh, party every day. That sounded bad. Told the watch sprocket. Oh, my God. What kind of one dick music is that? Yeah. <laughs> I love watching him talk. He just said, well, he's, he's just your typical hillbilly, you know. You're, he he's the stereotypical hillbilly guy. Come on, he's the best. Mm. Sack Blabbeth rules. Did he say what kind of limp dick music is that? Yeah, that okay. total wet sprocket. All right, here's some more Sack Blabbeth. And then you got uh, Shanty's addiction. That's total crap. Go over that. <laughs> uh, going blind by Dinosaur Jr. I liked it, 
but not as much as uh, the Melvins cover. So you just got to listen to the Melvins. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it real well on this or not. I hear it fine. No, but what I'm saying, can you hear the background? He has like some kind of like death metal playing in the background. I I can hear it. I can hear it. So he's talking about this kiss thing and he's wearing headphones, but he's got some kind of death metal playing somewhere. (laughs) He's got the, he's got those monitors set up there right right over here to his right yeah right right over here yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) apparently they're playing right into his face yeah (laughs) all right here we go um strutted by extreme that's crapola um plastic has to the lemon heads did a good try i like mighty mighty boss tones doing uh detroit rock city it was a different take on it and Black Diamond with this uh, Yukichi, it's kind of classical, and I kind of dug it. It was something different. Uh, you see that? There was something different, Neely. Ooh, there it is. <laughs> now just put your tongue in your teeth and talk. <laughs> it's kind of different here, Neely. I really didn't like the Dinosaur Junior as much as I liked the Oh, the wet bracket wrong. The Melvins. The Melvins was a lot better on rock and roll, not part of every day. Oof. But not that bad, really. You like to kill my corpse I'm playing in the side? <laughs> I, dude, if if you met a hot chick, yeah, and she had that dental work, would would you make out with her? She's hot? Oh yeah. Would you? Fuck yeah. Oh, that, that's like one of my biggest turnoffs. I don't give a if shit. A, if, a, if a chick has got fucked up teeth, hmm, no way. I pro- I, I mean, I, it's weird because I, I would probably say no if, if her teeth were really like when I was staying in Pittsburgh, the, the guy I was staying with, he was dating this girl that she was missing like half her teeth. Yeah, I couldn't and do that, it. That wasn't, no that wasn't working. No but way. The rest of her matched. So. <laughs> You know, she was definitely a fucking train wreck. Well, two things I look for. Mm-hmm. Teeth and tits. Well, no, teeth and nails. Tooth okay. and nail. Right. If you're not taking care of your teeth and you're not taking care of your nails, you're certainly not taking th- care of things down below. Well, this guy's taking care of his teeth. <laughs> All four of them are in fucking perfect, perfect order. I'm just saying, if you're not taking care of your teeth and your nails, you're not taking care of other things either. So, mm-hmm. fuck that. Come on, this guy's good. That's a good indicator right there. Come on, Sack Blabbeth rules. What's All wrong right, with go. you? Yeah, go ahead. All right, here we go. All right. One dollar. That's right. Calstick Frost. Did, Did he say Calstick Frost? Calstick Frost. House thick frost. Let's back that up and hear that again. That's Celtic frost. Are you sure it's caustic? Caustic frost. Caustic frost. Let's make sure that we got that right. It just looked like a metal record. I just bought it. Yeah. It's caustic frost. <laughs> <laughs> One dollar. That's right. Caustic frost. Mop. <laughs> It looked metal, so I just bought it. <laughs> One dollar. 
I never heard of them before, but God damn it. They're metal. So I'm buying them. It's only $1 for caustic frost. Yeah. Caustic frost. Caustic frost. Right. $1. You know, you know, this guy, I guarantee you is not married. Has no, it probably has no potential of getting any pussy. (laughs) You know who we ought to hook him up with? Who? Jaffer. Jaffer. Yeah. (laughs) They could do a metal show together. Oh, they'd be great. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We're going to play some caustic frost and then we're going to come back with the news with Jennifer. No, Jeff. In the news today, Kenya. <laughs> Next topic. Kenya got divorced. Next topic. <laughs> Warrant is doing nothing. Next topic. That was some good news there, Jennifer. <laughs> Here's some toe the wet sprocket. <laughs> this is her new man could be all right here we go a tale for one dollar i got this at uh goodwill man wow it's a goodwill what are we was doing there (laughs) couldn't imagine does he have a bullet hole in his head it does look like he's got something going on up top he's got a it looks like he's got like a crater in his head yeah it's like somebody belted him over the head with a bat or something. <laughs> Jeez. That might explain this, a thing or two. Could be. Man. <laughs> I like Zach Blabbeth. The guy's right. just a metalhead. He's one of us. Yes. He's a metalhead. He's one of us. Oof. It's a good one. A little place to store a couple of dimes. Right in his head. Now, is that the five cent or is that the 10 cent? Either one. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Here's some more sack blabber. Right place at the right time. The doors. Best of the doors. One dollar. Wow. And, oh, just came loose. <laughs> Oops. And you've got plenty of music from the doors here, man. Plenty of music. Plenty of music here from the doors, man. Plenty of music from the doors. There's a lot of that shit. A lot of that shit right, right there from the doors. Mm-hmm. I like me the doors. Got me a double CD. Two of them, that is, for one dollar. Right. Can't believe cent, it. Fifty cent a piece. Can't believe it. And I'm not talking about the rapper either. No. Talking about Jim Morrison. All right, all right, go ahead. Here we go. It's a two-disc set. Wow. You got all the hits on here, man. Oh, oh. Yeah, man. Slayer. That's right. Rain and blood. Fucking ass kicking. What we got right now, playing in the background, is uh, this one. Um. Uh, Malevolent creation. He got it. I can't believe he got it. Malevolent creation. He got malevolent right. Good for him. Playing in the background. Never heard it before, but it looked metal, so goddammit, I bought it. Yeah, I just can't believe he got the word right. Yeah. (laughs) Malevolent creation. Yeah, playing in the background. Yeah, good for him. Mm. This guy is metal to the core. 
He is. All right, here we go. He spends his dollars wisely. He certainly does. It's the second song on there. We got uh, The Who for one dollar. Ah, one dollar. Not one dollar. One I just showed you, one dollar. Whoa. And you got like both of uh, The Who, the Tommy The Who. This one wasn't a dollar, but I bought this uh, way back when. I might have showed it to you, but I played it today and it's really asking. That's Somebody said that. Doesn't say what it is necessarily, but he showed you. That's creator with a K because it's, it's cool. cooler. That's right, because it's cool. <laughs> Who didn't know that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Some more Sack Blabbeth. That creator reminded them of uh, uh, Slayer. I, I always thought it was kind of like what Slayer should have been. You know? Ooh. <laughs> Again, we're listening to this, so I'll tell you how it is after I go back and play it some more after I finish this up. Good. One dollar. Uh, some flotsam and some flotsam and what? One dollar. Uh, flotsam and some newspaper. Flotsam and someone. <laughs> I gotta know what, where this goodwill is. It has all this great metal for one dollar. It's fantastic, man. <laughs> all right, here's some more. Put it to Seaburn, and that's two deaths. Well, so I can't wait to listen to that. High on fire, uh, Matt. Pikes band, uh, death is death is this communion, and yeah, he was a cool guy to smoke weed with. <laughs> uh, a lot of relax. <laughs> all right. I'm wondering if the reason these are all new to him is because he was in jail for a while, probably. And he couldn't get any of these, so now he sees them for a dollar, and he's like, oh, this is all new to me. Right. <laughs> Holy shit. This guy's the best. <laughs> all right, here's some more Sack Blabbeth. All right. These guys came over there to uh, Dixie Tappan, and that was fun. All right, he's got Slayer here with uh, Paul on the drums, man. Uh, divine intervention one dollar, <laughs> <laughs> and then you got entombed here for one dollar. I one think dollar. a bunch of I can't get over him saying one dollar, one dollar, one dollar, one dollar. Why don't you just say they were all a dollar? Yeah, <laughs> this guy's the best. Oh, I love me some sack blabbeth. Yeah, man. Don't be groaning. This guy is one of us. <laughs> He's part of the CMS Legion, I'm thinking. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, oh, I believe they put a bunch of the APs together. Okay. So that's what it looked like to me. Yeah. All right. And um, I got a record, but I can't get to it right now, so I'll show that to you later. Where is it? Can't get to it right now. Well, where is it? And I have 
It's outside of his cell. <laughs> I can smell your cunt. <laughs> this guy. No idea where I put my uh, Frank Zappa at. Oh. I thought I brought my Frank Zappa with me, but <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> professional video, maybe. All right, talk to you later. Bye. And that's Zach Labeth. What does this look? It's a good look for him. What is with the sticking the tongue out thing? It's good. Back that up for just a second. Just a Why little. are you making fun of Zach Labeth? Holy shit. What is that? What is that? Video, maybe. All right, talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> Holy shit. And over wow. here, I got the new Steve Perry record for $1. Ugh. He sings like I do with the same teeth. Ugh. All right. So there you have it. Sack Blabbeth. Man, glad Sack has uh, checked in. I'm glad, glad he's still making videos because <laughs> he entertains the shit out of me. Yes. <laughs> so there you have it Zach Blabbeth still around in case you were wondering well I was wondering but I'm oh. glad he's alive and well well I, I'm going to keep up with Zach All right. he's got a bunch of stuff out here I mean he definitely <laughs> he puts out a lot of videos actually well, he probably doesn't have anything else to do he's putting out I don't know five six a month is he, is he knocking down a hundred grand a month probably is with this quality stuff <laughs> Unfortunately, spending it all one dollar at a time. One dollar. One dollar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, let me Labyrinth. let me let me ask you: Is is Judge Aiken available tonight? Uh, uh, uh maybe. Yeah. The judge is here. All right. Well, Judge Aiken has like st like cases stacked up for weeks now. So mm -hmm. I think that Judge Aiken should, uh, you know, make some rulings uh, in the next segment. That works for me. All right. Well, we'll play a few tunes. We'll come back and we'll visit Judge Aiken's court. Sweet. So uh, I'll let you pick a song there and take us All out right. of the uh, Sack Blabbeth uh, segment. Well, he's good. Don't. <laughs> He's Don't be good. making fun of my man, Sack Blabbeth. He's good. He's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about um, how about uh, World Church from um, Vicious Rumors? All right. From the self-titled, I think it is. What is it called? World, World Church? Church. It's track two on the album. I know oh. that. Uh, First track is don't wait for me because I'll be fucking on your kill. And then the second one is we're all one world church. I think we can probably accommodate that request mm -hmm. since uh, Ronnie Monroe is now singing with them. That's right. So, um, 
All right. Well, cool. All right. Well, we'll play a few tunes. We'll come back. We'll visit Judge Aiken's court and uh, see how he wants to rule on these scallywags that seem to be um, infesting our environment. That's right. All right. Well, here's uh, Vicious Rumors with World Church exclusively here. On your classic, and I do mean classic, metal show. Hey, this is... Thanks for checking out this episode of The Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. And hand job.